Hello and welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. We are not the only ones who are shocked and appalled that Captain Underpants by Dave Pilkey is a perennial on the challenged list. The in- Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's one of my favorites. Captain I'm sorry. Freaking Underpants. Love him. The entire series has been explicitly banned in some schools for insensitivity, offensive language, encouraging disruptive behavior, LGBTQ plus issues, violence, being unsuited to the age group, sexually explicit content, anti-family content, as well as encouraging children to disobey authority. Uh, wow, wow, wow. That is a lot. (laughs) I wonder if these people who bring these challenges listen to this and realize how ridiculous this whole thing is. In a response, the ALA said, the absurdity of banning books to attack perceived moral problems is exemplified by this year's winner. I love that they use the word absurd. Yes, yes. Readers, teachers, librarians, and students are not the only ones who are absolutely gobsmacked, two points for the word, when these lists are released, the authors are also incredulous. I love the vocabulary that we have used in this intro. Do you know how we have such diverse and rich words? Reading. Reading. Do you know how we can see the trials of others, even though we don't have to experience them? Reading. Reading. Do you know how we can deal with certain difficult situations? We have probably read about it. Yes. Authors have one agenda, and that's to get their stories out, to share their experiences, to spread awareness. In this episode, Carmen and I are going to talk about what authors think about the books that are challenged. So, Carmen, tonight I am drinking a spicy margarita Atwood. You see what I did there? Yes, I love it. So this is John's margarita recipe that I made, and I just add a little jalapeno for some kick. Oh, my gosh. You know, uh, I, I have that Tequila Mockingbird book that our yes. our friend and listener, Gay, gifted to me. And every time we do something like this and we come up with a little wordplay on a drink, I'm thinking, yeah. you and I have got to write a book. <laughs> oh, I know. I think how to theme your cocktails to what what's yes, going on. Yes. Yes. Now, um, I, I, extra strength, super power juice is a crazy juice from the Captain Underpants series. Yay. And I can't make it <laughs> because it's from outer space. So I made up my own. So I've got crushed okay, ice. Let's hear it. <laughs> I've got crushed ice, Captain Morgan spiced rum. Triple sec. Okay. Okay. The juice of an orange, Sprite, and blue Curacao. Now, the orange and the blue Curacao turn the drink green. 
So there you go. Super extra strength, super power juice. And Yay, I love it. It's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the whole thing, but it's kind of a mess to make. You know, I, I like like two ingredients yeah. in my drinks. Me too. And one <laughs> of the ingredients is the glass. Oh, right. Well, yeah, just juicing the orange can yeah. be a mess. Yeah. Well, I am reading The Winter Garden by Kristen Hannah. Um, just a little side note, it's free on Kindle. Oh. So I am only a few chapters in and I'm already so invested. Han- uh, Kristen Hannah, she draws you in just so quickly. She's just such a good writer. I am listening to The Operator by Gretchen Berg. This is a book that I saw hardcover at Goodwill and I thought about buying it. And then when I saw it available on audio from my library, I checked it out immediately. And it's about uh, a switchboard operator in this little town in Ohio. And when she's bored, she listens in on the calls. She just flips the mute switch and she listens. Well, on one call... She hears gossip about herself. Oh, that's going to get good. Yeah, it, it, um, it is very, very good. So I, I, uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it's very interesting. It's, it's an interesting idea to unpack how an author feels about his or her book being challenged and possibly banned. I think this is a really good angle, and I think it's worth exploring. I've watched an interview with that beloved author of ours, Judy Bloom, on Late Night with Seth Meyers, of all things. I, st- I don't know why I stayed up late. <laughs> uh, but she said, parents are getting cuckoo. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. don't think I could agree more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Judy Bloom's books help young girls cope and deal with and understand their changing bodies. And I, I I will admit she talks very frankly and is very direct about these things. And it could be alarming for a parent who's never talked to their teenager, especially teenage girl, about developing physically at different times than their friends. Right. And and oh my God, masturbation and sex and birth control. I mean Judy Bloom carries the torch for bringing all of this to the forefront at a time when parents would tell the woman on, you know, as she, before she walked down the aisle, what to expect. And that's the issue. Tweens and teens are getting their information from Judy Bloom instead of like from their parents Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. not even at all. I mean, sometimes like we grew up in that age where you just didn't discuss these things. Mm-hmm. But if a parent was open and honest, they would have read the books with their child and discussed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about Sherman Alexi. Oh, another favorite of the challenged books. Yes. He wrote a book titled The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. And it's been on the list several times. It hits the list for profane language, sexual content, and alcohol use. And Alexi has said that a banned book makes it, quote, instantly prime reading material for that community. You want to guarantee that every kid in school reads a book? Ban it from the school. And that's an end quote. And again, parents 
to think that your child won't take under an underage sip of alcohol if they don't read this book is just so naive. Right. I also loved a quote from Walter Mosley, quote, it's like banning thoughts, banning ideas, banning people. Mm-hmm. This author is a celebrated and award writer of literary fiction and science fiction to young adult novels and political monographs. He is an icon of crime fiction. One title, which was made into a movie starring Denzel. Hello. Who, does, who doesn't even need a last name. No, he's tall, dark, and handsome. Yum. <laughs> Joseph Olshan wrote Clara's Heart. And that won the Times Jonathan Cape Young Writers Competition and went on to be made into a feature film starring Whoopi Goldberg. And he said, books only coerce people if they want to be coerced. I love that. To say that authors are shocked, appalled, and aggrieved that their titles are challenged is an understatement. It takes years to write some of these books. Editors read, reread, asking the authors to write and rewrite passages. Every published book is a labor of love for more than just one person. It's that investment. It's more often than not includes a tiny piece of at least one person's soul. Just a little bit, you know? Yes. Yes. And to flippantly ask for a title to be removed from a shelf based on a feeling or a rumor or a narrow belief system, it's really an affront to readers everywhere. But it is a downright threat to an author. It's a threat to their livelihood, their reputation, and their future earnings. Well, let's let's start with what we had started off with, Captain Underpants by Dave Pilkey. Pilkey was surprised that a book with no profanity, no sex, no nudity, no smoking, no alcohol, drugs, no violence, then like a Three Stooges episode could be so challenged. His short answer was this. Everyone doesn't always like the same things. And instead of going on the defense, he does something that we all need to do. He talks about what you should do if you are offended by a book without undermining the rights of others to choose what they want to read and think about. All you have to do, he says, is make a simple change. When you think, I don't want children to read this book, instead just insert one word that changes the entire sentence and say, I don't want my children to read this book. That book does not belong in the library becomes that book does not belong in my home. I should complain about that book becomes I should read that book and discuss it with my family. That way, you can still have concerns while enabling others around you to enjoy that hard-earned freedom that Americans enjoy. Yes. The late author Toni Morrison found several of her books challenged, and she went a step mm-hmm. further in defending other titles against censorship. She says, The brilliance of Huckleberry Finn is that it is the argument it raises. The brilliance of Huckleberry Finn is that it is the argument that it raises. 
She also mentioned that calls to ban the book were a purist yet elementary kind of censorship designed to appease adults rather than educate children. Now, with this one and and what you're about to talk about, I, I will say that these these statements by these two authors that we're talking about, the the one I'm talking about and you're about to talk about Harper Lee, they're those are very educated and what am I what am I trying to say? They're 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 not simple statements. Topics. Well, they're, they're not yeah. they're not made like you know, like um Dave Pilkey with Captain Underpants says, well, you should just think of it this way. But Toni Morrison is actually saying to ban a book is purest, it's a purest yet elementary kind of censorship designed to appease adults rather than educate children. That is very kind of cranial. And you have to be a learned person to really understand the jab, the the pointed jab that she's giving these people and just really calling them ignorant. I mean, she's beautifully calling them ignorant. And I love what you're about to say about Harper Lee. So Harper Lee wrote a letter to the Hanover County School Board in Virginia after they banned her book. Part of the letter reads, Surely it is plain to the simplest intelligent that To Kill a Mockingbird spells out in words of seldom more than two syllables a code of honor and conduct. Christian, in its ethics, that is the heritage of all Southerners. To hear that the novel is immoral has made me count the years between now and 1984, for I have yet to come across a better example of doublethink. The problem is, I'm not sure that the people who call for books to be removed from shelves even have that intellect to understand what she's that's saying. The, yes. And that's, you just beautifully said what it took me stuttering uh, three or four minutes to say a no, minute ago. I, it's a fine, yeah. Um, Kurt Vonnegut has, again, more than a few challenge titles, and he was truly a pip when he wrote this reply. All these people talk so eloquently about getting back to good old-fashioned values. Well, as an old poop, I can remember back to when we had those old-fashioned values, and I say let's get back to the good old-fashioned First Amendment of the good old-fashioned Constitution of the United States, and to hell with the censors. Give me knowledge or give me death. I... I love hmm. that. And and wow. he's right. People want to go back to the good old days and they've romanticized it into something that never existed. Mm. J.K. Rowling's response to a woman who said that her Harry Potter books promoted Satism was oh, this. this is this is going to be good. <laughs> a very famous writer once said, a book is like a mirror. If a fool looks in, you can't expect a genius to look out. Oh, my God. People tend to find in books what they want to find, and I think that my books are very moral. I know they have absolutely nothing to do with what this lady is writing about, so I'm afraid I can't give her much help there. And again, a very witty response to a very serious situation. And that brings us to part three of the show, where we will look at some responses from more recent authors on the challenge list. It feels like 
the authors may be poking a little fun at people trying to remove their books with some of these responses. Yes. And I think all in all, you have to be short-sighted and more than a little petty when you try to impose your belief system and structure onto everybody else. How can these authors not see these challenges for what they are? Thinly veiled fear. I mean, that that's what I think. It's thinly veiled fear. Fear of people who believe differently, live differently, groups that question the status quo, authority, and those time-honored traditions. If it weren't for these people, women would not be able to vote. Children would be working in sweatshops and not getting an education. And many people would have no voice at all. That's right. And you've heard that saying that well-behaved women rarely make history. That is the truth. A woman who has made a difference said, you think conservatives would want students reading about women being second-class citizens in a world dominated by male rulers. Well, that's Margaret Atwood about a book, A Handmaid's Tale. That book, by the way, is alarmingly timely. When the book begins, we are in a society much like the one we're living today, and suddenly, boom, women are completely stripped of their rights. Hello, someone, uh, Supreme Court. (laughs) One reason that that happens is because women support the men who are created creating this change. Stephanie Meyer, author of the Twilight series, was equally ironic when she said, even if you take the books out of schools, you can't protect children from the harsh realities of falling in love with a vampire. Now, people have got to realize that vampires are not real. All of this is fantasy. Are you going to remove all fantasy stories from school because they're not real? That's just nonsense. Okay, so changing lanes just a little, people want books like Anne Frank's Diary and the things they carried banned because, well, they're a real downer. Really, (laughs) are you kidding me? They're about the Holocaust. It's about Mm -hmm. Vietnam. You can't whitewash the truth and history that happened. Both were horrific. Both were completely preventable. Both were completely and undeniably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've said over and over again, you can remove the book, but you can't remove the reality. Putting your head and forcing the heads of your children into the sand is going to be seriously keeping them from being able to react to and deal with ramifications of what actually happened. That we still live through. Right. I mean, we're still living through things from the Holocaust and from Vietnam. Yes. Yes. Uh, Horrible history cannot be wrapped in a pretty bow. People cannot be kept from the horror of other people. Share it with your children while they are in a safe place to talk with you about it. Parents who love them, you are doing them no favors by removing the subject matter from their grasp. I guarantee it will find a way to them and you will have left them without any coping skills to deal with it. And the sound of our cheering fans means that it's time for Bubbly Bibbly Talk. We want to know how you feel about challenging books, and any opinion is safe here. When you listen to us, you can expect to hear our opinions, but your opinions matter too. Yes, 
And it is this ability to discuss issues openly and honestly that brings understanding, empathy, and the ability to compromise. And compromise doesn't mean that both sides lose. It means that both sides win. We really appreciate all of you guys, your thoughts, and your beliefs, and we hope that you will extend the same respect and courtesy to others, even those with whom you do not agree. Let us know how you feel about challenge and banned books and your thoughts on how the authors have reacted. And continue to check us out on all social media and www.bubblybibbly.com. If you're against banning books, please take to social media and write letters and just in general be heard. We cannot let those who have yet to form an opinion think that the challengers are the only vocal ones. And remember, Kurt Vonnegut said, I hate that Americans are taught to fear some books and some ideas as though they were diseases. <laughs>